Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. As many of you may know, over the past week or so, I actually took my Instagram account private and then just a few days ago, quietly, took my Twitter account private as well. I want to talk to you about why I did it. Okay, so no politics today. I mean, it's political in a sense, but just want to unpack and explain how I arrived at that, what some of the amazing benefits are, and we'll talk about some of the drawbacks as well. But just want to talk to you about how I got to that decision, how we have to support each other, uh, how we have to sometimes block out the noise and focus and uh, hope some of it inspires you. You don't have to do what I'm doing, but I hope some of the principles that I share today really help you. This is Sean King. And you were listening to the 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 breakdown. The breakdown. The breakdown. Before the pandemic, I would I would always crack up because I could be on the train. You know, now during the pandemic, it's it's horrible. You know, here in New York, I I don't take the train. Um, I hardly even go outside and when I do I have a mask on so people people rarely recognize me although I have been out even with a mask and a hat and people will come up which is always weird during the pandemic and say are you Sean King but uh before the pandemic I could be on the train any day and I would take the train every single day and uh people would come up to me and they wouldn't say are you Sean King they wouldn't say uh uh are you are you that are you that writer? Uh, are you that activist or organizer? They wouldn't say, do you run, you know, real justice or grassroots law? <laughs> they would say, uh, are you that guy from Instagram? <laughs> and I would always be so surprised because when I wake up in the morning, that's not how I see myself. I don't see myself as a damn social media celebrity. <laughs> uh, I use social media as a tool and I always have, like if you go all the way back to Facebook and AOL, uh, even I've been using mass emails literally for over 20 years. Um, you know, I was, I was on Facebook when I was a student. Uh, I was, so I've been on Facebook even, even that is getting, I mean, for over 15 years I've, I've been on I was one of the first million people on Twitter when it was just a, a group of nerds and uh, Ashton Kutcher and Larry King. <laughs> and um, so I've been using social media for a long time. And it's funny when people ask me, are you that guy from Instagram? Because I'm actually super late to Instagram. Uh, I may have opened up an account early, but I, I really didn't use it like I use it now uh, until way after uh, when I wished I really did. And, um, and, and so I'm always surprised by it, but it's a, it's a platform that I use and, 
And for years, I would, even when I was, uh, I was the senior justice writer at the New York Daily News, I was writing sometimes two and three articles a day, every single day. And people all over New York would come up to me and not say, hey, Sean, I read your articles. They would say something to me that really surprised me. They would say, hey, Sean, I get all of my news from you, from your Instagram page. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hold on. I'm the senior justice writer at one of the local newspapers. I'm busting my butt every single day. And everywhere I would go, people would say, hey, everything I learn about injustice, I learn from you on your Instagram. <laughs> and, and eventually, instead of being frustrated by it, I just leaned into it and said, wow, this is a place that I, this is a tool that I need to use to be able to inform people and, and, and inspire them and point them in a, in a certain direction. And the more I use the tool to organize people, to inform people, to rally us around causes, uh, rally us around campaigns, justice, change, uh, the more I did that, the more the hate grew. The death threats grew. The spam grew. And I brought in an outside security. Well, I have security. I'm, I'm recording this now from a podcast studio in our house because our offices are closed. We have security here at the house. And we also have a cyber security firm. And because so many of the death threats that we get come from online. And what we found was that it appears multiple corporations are funding, it looks like, multiple different initiatives to not only spread misinformation and lies and spam on my page, but to flood everything that I do with lies about who I am, lies about the work that I do, lies about my family. Uh, sometimes just blatant misinformation about my perspectives or views. And it wasn't by the, the, the dozens or the hundreds, by the thousands. On some days, over 10,000 comments of blatant misinformation. I'm not talking about people with, I'm not talking about real people with real critiques, but accounts that were created to flood everything that I do with blatant misinformation and also spread throughout that was hate, racism, bigotry, lies, dishonesty, and the worst of all of that would be death threats. And when people, and I've experienced this before, I even talk about it in my book, when, when, when people who hate you get the feeling that they can abuse you without consequence, guess what they do? They begin to abuse you without consequence. And if they get the feeling that they can harm you without consequence, they will push that boundary as far as they possibly can. Well, what we found was that the overwhelming majority of these, uh, these accounts didn't follow me. They, now, some do. Uh, but the overwhelming majority of them, over 90% of them, didn't follow me. And the only way to immediately eliminate them as a distraction, and it, and it was a distraction. People, 
people would literally say, Sean, I don't comment on your page anymore because when I comment, I'm swarmed by all of these accounts, even on their own pages. And what they were trying to do was basically make me and my and my outlets toxic. And uh, it didn't matter if I was doing a live video, didn't matter if I was making a post, they were just flooded with toxic harassment and misinformation. And it's super, super unfortunate. And yet it is a sign of the time that we're in. And so what we decided to do without announcing it or telling anybody was just take those accounts private. And um, immediately when we took the Instagram account private, the, the hate, the spam, the harassment, the flooding of my accounts with misinformation was reduced by probably 95%. And over the past few few days, it's gone down probably 96%, 97, 98, 99. And it's still, there's still some there, and we'll weed them out over time. But it was so bad that if you even just posted a, a smart comment, you would immediately be swarmed by accounts or, or, or people who are managing these accounts just immediately swarmed with harassment and misinformation. And while there might be a little comment here or there now, again, I'm not talking about like people with, with real criticisms. There might be some spam or some hate that pops up here or there. Now it's rare. It's now at a pace that's more normal. And yet, you know, there are some consequences. You know, now you can't retweet me on Twitter. Uh, now you can't share my post on Instagram. And, and I, I don't like that. You know, I'm, I don't, I don't, I wish that it didn't have to be that way, but part of, part of this trade is saying, now I have a community of people that's, that's clean, uh, that's not completely hate free, but damn near. And, and I just had to say, listen, you know, it was 3.6 million people that follow me on Instagram. I think that number will get smaller to probably go down to maybe could go as far down as 3.3 or 3.2 million as some of the spam and other accounts are just weeded out. It's that many accounts. Um, I'm okay with that. And, you know, in this age, it's all about getting more followers, the next follower, bigger numbers. How many people liked this? How many people commented on this? How many people follow me today? How, how many total followers do I have? And I'm just, I'm opting out. I'm, you know, I got I had 3 million followers on Instagram, over a million followers on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm good with that. And if the numbers get smaller, I really don't care. For me, the the possible growth in those accounts does not outweigh the quality control problems that I was having. And now, listen, the commu those communities are closed. And, and let's be real. If, if you didn't follow me last week, <laughs> I've, been around, I've been around for a long time. If you didn't follow me last week, um, then you're probably not really rocking with me. And it's not that more people can't learn or, or, or anything like that. And, you know, I hope there's a better solution in the future. But sometimes you just have to say, yeah, this is enough. 
It's more than enough. And it doesn't take three million people to change the world. It doesn't take a million people on Twitter to change the world. It really only takes hundreds. And so this is, this is extra. And now I have a way to communicate with people thoughts and ideas without everybody being spammed and harassed. I hate that people can't share it, can't retweet it. I really do. Um, but the benefits really outweigh the cost. And that's just for me, you know, for my peace of mind. Um, you know, everything is not about like drastic numerical growth. You know, it's just not about that. And uh, I'm glad to be pushing in a different way to try to figure out how to take these communities deeper. It's not always about growing bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like, hey, how can I go deeper with the people that we have here? So um, the same is true here on the podcast. It's like, listen, let's cultivate this audience. Let's build this group of people and see how we can go deeper and do great work together. Listen, I've got to run everybody. I love and appreciate all of you. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. Hope you are too. Uh, going to spend some good time with my family. Have to run some errands here in the city, but uh, appreciate your support. Take care and have a good weekend. It's the pathway to Hey, my name is Brandon Janice, and I'm the host of Sick Empire, a brand new podcast brought to you by the North Star. On Sick Empire, I interview New Yorkers who, in different ways, fight on the front lines for change in the city during the coronavirus pandemic. Please listen to hear a unique mix of stories from essential workers, small business owners, artists, and elected officials who are all experiencing the chaos of COVID in their own ways. Listen to Sick Empire on all streaming platforms. And you can support the show and any of our other podcasts by heading over to thenorthstar.com and becoming a member. bathroom or you share one with your family. A little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.